Hi friends, it's Pastor Jennifer Hodson from Bryan Community Church here in Bryan, Texas. Tis the time of the week in which I sit down to record the sermon that I preached from the previous week. And currently we are in the midst of a sermon series entitled, See All the People. Now before I get to the passage today, I just want to um, invite you to take some time uh, Check us out online at briancommunitychurch.com or at Brian Community Church on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are a great place for you to check out all of the, the ministries that we have been doing and look for any upcoming events. There's a ton of pictures and videos on there, and we would just love to invite you to be a part as we love God, love people, and share Christ's hope with the world. Now today, as I jump in, to this passage, I want to, to set you up by asking you the question, have you ever made plans only to have them changed? Maybe by your own doing or uh, an external um, doing of somebody else or something else that has taken place. Yes. Uh, I have. I'm actually uh, getting my PhD right now and I'm working on my proposal to the proposal for my dissertation and I am on proposal number four. And I hope and I, I pray that, that this is it, that I've got it now. Uh, my professors have been absolutely wonderful. Um, but to talk about wishing that uh, the plans that I had made um, would have um, you know, taken off uh, but sometimes God has a, a better plan, and so um, and sometimes my professors they they certainly know what they're talking about. Uh, so I am going to take their word for it, and we are going to move ahead with this fourth proposal. Uh, but with that being said, that is something that took place for Jesus, and he needed to be ready for the plans that that had taken place in his life to have changed. Um, the passage that we have here it's found in all four Gospels. Um, we know that Jesus had been going into all the towns and villages, teaching and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing everyone who had diseases and sicknesses. And so here we just have uh, the word has gotten out and crowds of people are following him. And so this comes from Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 through 21. And I'm going to read it to you from my, my Bible. This is the NIV we are told that when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Well, here we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, the disciples answered. Bring them here to me, Jesus said. And he directed the people to sit on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the twelve. I'm sorry, and the disciples gave them to the people and they all ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was 5,000 men besides women and children. So this was over 5,000 people who Jesus fed uh, with just a little bit of, um, of bread and fish. Now, once again, Jesus is doing as he has been doing. He's 
demonstrating through his words and actions what it means to be the son of God. He's being led by the spirit as he um, goes and preaches and teaches about the kingdom of God. Now the difference this time, however, is that something takes place before Jesus performs this miracle of feeding 5,000. Uh, actually, Jesus' relative John, known as John the Baptist, he was actually beheaded uh, by the king. And so um, something you should know, and, and this is just incredibly horrifying, but uh, Jesus, he he had um had great love for his relative john the baptist he had been uh, with jesus from the very beginning you might remember that it was john who leapt uh, in elizabeth's womb um, when mary the mother of jesus went to visit her relative and it was john who had prepared the people you know prepare ye the way of the lord before jesus had arrived on scene john was a very faithful person and of course, we can only imagine the love that Jesus had for him. So Jesus had just lost somebody close to him. You can only imagine uh, the pain, the sadness, the, the frustration, maybe the anger that Jesus was feeling. And I don't know, maybe even uh, a little bit of doubt that Jesus would have had. Like, God, really? Because this is a foreshadowing of what would come for Jesus. This would also be a foreshadowing of what would come for many of the disciples. And so Jesus was grieving in this moment. And we are told that, that he went after he had found this out and he went away from the crowds, that he wanted to get away, you know, naturally so that he could have a moment to just wrap his mind and his heart around what, um, what had happened. We are told that he privately withdrew to a solitary place. And as he's trying to just get some peace, he looks behind him and there's a crowd, <clears throat> excuse me, of people following him. We we're told that he saw this crowd of people. Then when he saw them, he had compassion for them. And after having compassion for them, he continued to heal the sick. You see, Jesus, he demonstrates God's promise that never will I leave you nor forsake you. Right? And this and this is who God is, and this is who God wants us to know and to, to pour ourselves and our hearts out and to lean on whenever um, tough times come. And so a lesson within a lesson here. Now, Jesus sees the people, he has compassion on them, and then he feeds them. And like I said, not just 5,000 people, 5,000 plus all the women and the children. There's anywhere up to, to 10 to 15,000 people that could have been here, maybe even more. Now, you can only imagine the, uh, the disciples, maybe Peter, we don't know, thinking, oh my gosh, there's all these people. We're tired. We've been here all day. Jesus, send them home. We need a break. I need a break. But yet, Jesus... Jesus doesn't get tired. He doesn't get tired uh, when there are people there and, and want to be there and want to, to sit at Jesus' feet or to learn from Jesus or to be healed by Jesus. Um, and Jesus said no. He said, you know what? He's like, we're going to feed them. And of course, this would have been a surprise. Uh, the disciples would have looked confused, uh, looking around at what they had, five loaves of bread and just two fish. Uh, yet Jesus says no. He said, take what we have and pass them out. And he asked the, the people to, to sit down. And they did. <laughs> and then 
miraculously one by one one person fed after another and thousands of people were fed by just a tiny bit that the disciples had been given another passage says that they were given by a little boy the people were satisfied their bellies full so much so that there was even leftovers again so many lessons here especially how God can use our little and turn it into a lot. When we come with our little bit of love, our little bit to give, our little bit of service, God can do quite a lot for the kingdom and he can even do more when we come together as a united front. But what I'd really like to focus on this passage today is that, um, you know, Jesus, he could have been preoccupied with the death of John. He could have said, no, not right now. I don't feel like it. And rightfully so. But he didn't. He instead took time to see. And you can underline that word, if you will. That's what I did in my scripture here. He took time to have compassion. You can underline that as well. And then he healed and he fed the hungry. I wonder what we're occupied with. Maybe we're grieving our own loss like Jesus was, and it could have been a physical death of somebody that we love, or maybe it's a physical death um, of something that we can no longer do, maybe because we are, are aging, or maybe it's an emotional death. Maybe we've had to say goodbye to, to a relationship. Maybe it's a, a hope or dream, the plans that we had set out for. Uh, Jesus had a plan to, to get away, and yet um, God had other plans, and Jesus would fulfill those plans Maybe it's the way we've always done life. Maybe it's the way we've always done church. Maybe it's the way we've always uh, set up our family or, or, or the thought that we would set up our family in a particular way, but yet it's no longer what God has for us. And so are we going to be willing to take the direction that we were originally walking and what's the word? Pivot. Will we change? Will we do things differently? But we have to have our mindset on God. We have to have our mindset on God's plans and God's ways and God's will. Jesus, he took time to focus on who God has placed in his life. And it didn't matter what he was feeling and it didn't matter what he had already had planned because it wasn't about him. It was about loving others as God has so loved the world. It's about loving others as God has so loved us, you and me. And we have to see the people. And we have to recognize the men and the women, the children that God places in our life. And we have to love them. And sometimes we have to be willing to change, go back to the drawing board, or try again. Jesus had to see the people around him. He had to open his eyes to the crowds who were longing for something more. Longing for physical healing, like the bleeding woman I shared about last week, or a diseased person longing for community, longing to be fed. The power dynamic between the rich and the poor then, uh, it was quite, um, it was quite uh, big. There was a large gap between uh, those who were in power and then the common citizen. 
there was a lot of poverty. These people were very hungry. They understood being hungry, not just um, because they skipped a meal, but hungry because maybe they had skipped many meals. They understood this. And Jesus, he did what he needed to do to fill in the gap. He fed them. And brothers and sisters, I heard a statistic this past week on NPR radio that we've actually gone backwards in feeding the hungry within our world. Maybe God's calling us to, to physically feed those around us. Invite somebody over to dinner. If there's a child in your class, you know that they're a latchkey kid, that there's not a parent home uh, after school. Invite them over. Fill their bellies. Because when you fill those bellies, you have the opportunity to fill their hearts. Show them that they're loved and valuable. Do we see the hungry? Do we see the people in need? You know, Sarah, my sister, she's filling the gap for Bryan College Station. Bryan Community Church, as we participate with her, we're filling the gap for Bryan College Station and those surrounding areas with gently used, durable medical equipment. Folks, we've got to see the people and we have to step out and take the risk and take the chance to reach out to those in need. Lynn Yeager, she's incredible and she sees the need in the community as she leads the, the pregnancy center here in Bryan. She sees that there are young ladies who just simply need somebody to walk with them and provide them uh, with the necessary medical needs that they have as they prepare to welcome a new life into the world. And we have people all around us if we just take the time to see and have compassion on them, then we can take just a little bit of time and a little bit of resources and a little bit of abilities and watch what God does with just our little. He multiplies them. And there's always enough in God's economy. So who in your life is in need? And how can you step in as Jesus stepped in? Stop what you're doing. I know you had plans to go there. Just, just be late. It's okay. Stop what you're doing. You know what? It's okay if, if you don't make this, this meeting today because you know that, that God is going to, to use you to bless someone for another reason. Show up with a meal. Share an encouraging word. If there's someone in your community who simply needs a shower, you open your doors of your church and allow them to come in and shower. Give them some humor humility, give them some humanity, give them some dignity, make them feel good and worthy because they are, because we are, because God shows us, because he stops to care for us. The challenge is will we stop long enough to let those plans go out the window and say, okay, today, God, what is your will? What's on your calendar for me? I pray that you're blessed and may you continue to love God and to love people and share Christ's hope with the world until we gather again next week. God bless.